0: Long and white Santa's got a beard That's long and white Who comes round a special night Santa comes around On special night Special night Beard that's white Must be Santa Must be Santa Must be Santa Santa Claus
1: A polka oh, yeah. edition here
2: see- With
1: uh, Bob Dylan Adam best Gold best. played this On his show this week I actually liked it That's a really Corny, cheesy song just be well, I think thing. it's meant to be a little campy uh, Santa, 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 cookie.
3: I need some edge to my music. I-, I want like an edgy Christmas song. Does that exist
1: out there? I don't know, but we uh, will not play that today because it's my final show of the year. And I'm going to dictate the music today, so. Ha! Hey, Bob Dylan's overrated anyway. I figured you guys would take uh, your uh, your shots on Bob. I, I, look, I'm not the biggest Bob Dylan fan. It's a mumbly sort of whatever. I just, I like this little version of it. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It is, it is uh, my final show of the year for uh, the sports side. We're doing a radio show in the morning tomorrow on Talk of the Town. I think we're the only radio station in the country where the first line guys are doing a show. But whatevs. And uh, today we uh, celebrate a day early. It's Festivus Eve. I celebrate Festivus. Are you all already later for the airing of the grievances? Oh, oh,
4: oh, yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a mess. How is this different than hold my beer?
3: This is directed towards each other and not uh, a general. Um... Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Who says Chris, this?
4: Chris is making it personal.
3: Oh,
1: is it not personal?
4: No, 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 no. You, You got the right idea, Chris. Okay.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Run your mouth. It's a Festivus miracle. And it'll be your
4: last day here, and it'll be a Festivus miracle. <laughs> no, you got it, Chris. You're all right. You're all right.
2: Another Festivus miracle. Chris I'm excited. Right.
1: Yeah. A Festivus for the rest of That's what it is tomorrow, but we're celebrating it today. Tomorrow is what, Cookie?
4: Um, is it Hanukkah? It's Christmas
3: Eve.
1: No, Eve. Oh, yeah. Okay. Best of. Oh, tomorrow yeah. Right. On. Who's on Best of tomorrow? Cooking.
3: Uh, and Golia, um, uh, Mike Houston, and at the very end, me and Ben give a little preview of the ball game.
1: All right, very good. Uh, and then Monday, we've got our Oresco, And what? A- Oh, so Mike Oresco from 5 to 5.30 is the best of, right? Okay. Yep. And then, Ben, what are they they still calling it the Pep Rally Show from Birmingham? They they are.
4: Um, They're not even quite sure if it'll start at 5.30. So, I mean, I'll keep it updated on our social media at 943 The Game. But, yeah, it's the Pep Rally Show. I have no idea what it's going to be. But, hey, when I tune in and get it started and I start working on it, we'll all find out together, me and the listeners included. Yes, that's the beauty of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, at 3 o'clock on on, uh, Tuesday, we'll begin our Pirate Game Day Countdown. We'll have uh, coverage leading you in to ECU and Coastal Carolina. Uh, Pirates, what, eight and a half point favorite at last check? Does that surprise you,
4: the fact that they're favored by that much? They were at 10 at one point.
1: Yeah, it was at 10 or 10 and a half, which you know, tells me it's been bet down. Uh, um, I think it's a touchdown. I don't. Eight and Eight and a half seems ambitious. I, I but, agree, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Coastal is a, a, kind of a mess at the end of the year. But yep. I think both teams will be healthier. I, I, this sort of sounds simplistic. And I mean, it's, there's one of two things that are going to happen with the Coastal thing, in my opinion. All the upheaval and the coaching change and the backup quarterback, uh, you know, slamming somebody to the cement, allegedly, and getting arrested and kicked off the team. And then the starting quarterback, McCall, enters the portal and coach leaves. You got the interim It's either going to galvanize this group and they're going to play out of their gourds or they're going to be shambles. Well, they also lost
4: their all-conference center as well, uh, Lily Lampkin, who went to UNC. So... That's also a big loss for him, and they lost a big defensive end. He was uh, kind of a force in the backfield for him. Had a lot of tackles for loss. He's gone now. So, So
1: again, all this upheaval is going to mean that the guys will rally and they're going to play great, or it's going to be chaos.
4: I'm hoping chaos.
1: I'm hoping for chaos. But then here's – this is I don't know if you guys picked up on this this week, but Mike Houston said this is – a team that's going to be real chippy. I see. That's the thing that worries me about when there's chaos with the with the program, and a team that probably you've got an interim coach, so he's not going to have any control over him. And you know, if things, especially if things start to go sideways, yeah, so we'll I, see. I,
4: I don't want another Cincinnati game. I we, I really well, don't you want just, that.
1: You just don't want it to devolve into a situation where they are making it a. A real sloppy game and a a real chippy game, and then we buy into it. So we'll we'll see. All right, um, Pirate basketball, big win last night. I say big win because um, while it resembled offensively a rock fight, I think what ECU did defensively against the uh, high-octane Panthers of High Point was pretty remarkable. The, The length of the Pirates really bothered High Point shots that they would normally maybe knock down or have cleaner looks at. They didn't. Uh, Coach Swartz talked about the win as he addressed the media last night.
0: Defense. Yeah, uh, great, great respect for the high point program, Coach Smith, um, and, and their whole program and what they've done up to this point in the season. We knew what a great challenge it would be uh, with this game, particularly with how high octane and offense that they are. Um, very proud of our guys in terms of their defensive focus the last two days, understanding where it started with transition defense and then uh, schematically from that from that point down what we had to do defensively. And I thought regardless of some of the ups and downs and ball going in the basket or not going in the basket, I think we were pretty locked in for 40 minutes to execute defensively.
1: Coach Schwartz also uh, talked about the best defensive performance all year, all around for the Pirates last night.
0: You know, probably from a 40-minute 40, uh, 40 perspective, yes, I would say. So just because I thought we stayed consistent the whole time, there were absolutely breakdowns. And watching the film, there'll even be more breakdowns. And we'll have to look at what we have to fix. But from a standpoint of right from the tip to the buzzer, trying to execute exactly what the preparation called for in terms of starting with transition defense, first 10 seconds of the shot clock, knowing what we had to do, and then understanding how we had, important it was to keep them out of the paint. And then the number one thing, their personnel, with such a dynamic scoring team at 85 points a game, with the guards that are double digit scoring guards, and Jaden House being a 22 point per game scorer that could do it so many ways. And I thought from an overall perspective, yes, I thought for 40 minutes our guys did it on defense.
1: Brandon Johnson, 16 and 15, his six double double of the year. Javon Small, 12, 9, and 8. And of course, uh, Ozar, Ezra Ozar, 15 points before uh, fouling out. Good uh, win for the Pirates last night. A um, couple other quick uh, things here from uh, coaches uh, post press avail last night on why Winston Tabs and Ben Biala did not get any run.
0: I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, I think uh, Ben Ben was late to a team meeting, and he was late to a game day meeting today. That's it, and that's why he didn't play. And he'll learn from it, and he'll be back. Uh, ben has been great in everything he's done. Uh, but uh, we had a team meeting today, and he was he was just a little bit late to our film session, our game day film session, and Winston is just still working his way back in this rotation. Uh, nothing nothing out of the ordinary.
4: Is he talking about me, or is he talking about Baella? There's a
1: lot of parallels there. <laughs> I, I like that, guys. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. You're, late, yeah. you're not going to play. And, and and here's what, and I and I don't know if it was a whole game plan coming in or if it was just a maybe a half. You know, sometimes you'll set a guy for a half or a girl for a half. Uh, but I think one thing they were playing so well defensively, he didn't want to you Be know noodle with, with that. It, yeah, and, and and I mean tabs, the tabs thing, I that's that's unfortunate at this point i think because he's you know gone through so much and it's just not been a situation where he's he's been able to get out there and and be fluid yet and and it may be next month it may maybe even not be this season when tabs will be able to do what he's able to do because of that's a tough injury to overcome. Uh, final thing here, Coach Schwartz talks about synergy.
0: Yeah, I think that that synergy. We actually use that word synergy and connectivity and and our teams you know, how we are getting it on, on both ends of the floor. I thought we were really connected on defense tonight. I mean, guys talking and guys really, you know, we always talk about helping the helper and having another guy's back based on what happens. And I thought our guys did that, but it, it's not that much different on offense. I mean, you need to be vocal, you need to be loud, you need to be knowing what the next guy's going to do. If you're always playing just that, that current cut or that current action, you're going to be behind. And I think Javon has started to get to the point, and the guys trust Javon. They're playing one, two steps ahead, seeing what's happening. But it all starts with your point guard. And I've said this and I'll say it, Javon's our point guard. And we have great trust in him. We love him. And, and, and we want him, when that ball's late game, you could see that ball was in his hands late game. And High Point tried a lot of time. Right from the jump, they were trying to take the ball out of his hands every time we they scored, or. Uh, we got a rebound they were jamming him in the full court trying to not let him catch the ball right off the touch and i thought he did a good job adapting and you got to give caleb a lot of credit because caleb came in and played the one and allowed javon to slide off and get down the court a little bit and that opened things up but javon is growing every day and his assist numbers and his control and his floor game uh you know really proud of him
1: all right uh there you go pirates with the win and uh now they will play temple in their uh, conference opener on Wednesday a seven o'clock uh, tip we have a lot to get to today we're going to be joined by Jim Zoki in a little bit he'll be with us to talk about the uh, panthers and when we uh, come back our uh, pirate report and uh, still to come later today the airing of grievances oh yeah all right stay tuned I'm nervous
0: You're off the ring.
1: Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ecu pirates 94.3 the game i see my guy sean brace putting a uh, picture up here a few minutes ago uh back in the day ben oh four when he was on the sports verdict he had a lot of hair back then oh does and he have he- no hair now oh no he's totally without hair he he if you get on like public trans in um philadelphia or in the northeast for a while you know those skull shaving things cookie probably knows these things
4: <laughs> skull shaving things. Uh,
1: those like handheld like skull shaving things that kind of like an automatic razor
4: okay yeah yeah I get but, what you're it, saying but it's
1: it. for your head he's he used to he was like used to the commercials for that uh brace was he wait seriously like he or are you just joking on him them? No, no, I'm being serious. He, he uh, Look, I would never joke about that. That's 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 money. That's payday right there.
4: I, I keep over Jansen on Twitter, and he posted something about an MLS draft, and I learned something new. I didn't know MLS had a draft. Soccer has drafts, apparently.
1: Yeah, they. it's a pro league. They all have drafts. All right, um, let's get to the uh, Pirate Report. We'll still have the uh, airing of grievances uh, coming up. I celebrate... It is our Festivus Eve uh, program where we'll be in best of mode tomorrow. Uh, Final show for me for the year. Ben will be here next week, uh, wrapping things up and then starting off uh, in some form, unless we decide to do best of uh, 2023. We'll see. All right, uh, Mike Houston uh, talking about the bull says he's ready to go after what has been a crazy month.
5: Uh, It's been a crazy month. I mean, it's it's been where. You know, anytime we're not practicing, we're on the road somewhere recruiting and doing home visits and trying to see, you know, all of our committed kids before signing day. So, um, you know, last year it worked out to where signing day was a week earlier. And, you know, the coaching staff got a little bit of a break uh, when we sent the kids home. And just the way the schedule worked out this year, you know, we really haven't had a break, uh, you know, this entire time. So uh, I enjoy being out there on the practice field with the kids. You know, they, they've been energetic. They're really energetic today. Um, I enjoy all that. But, uh, you know, I am, I am ready to uh, kind of breathe out a little bit.
1: And Coach Houston feels good about the Pirates game plan going into the bowl.
5: Well, I, I just think it was, it's uh, it's just put a little bit of a, a time stress on all of us. Um, that's, that's, that's the only thing. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, when we've been here in the building, it's been really good. Uh, coaches worked hard. I mean, you feel good about our game plan. Uh, the players have, uh, really practiced well. I think really our time here in Greenville this year is probably, uh, I feel like we prepared better than we did last year. So, uh, you know, last year I thought when we got to the bowl site, we were very, very sharp. And so I'm hoping uh, to have a repeat of that this year.
1: All right. There's some real interesting things he's had to say here. We're going to get to that, but let's uh, get into some of the signing day talk from yesterday. Not, uh, 15 players signed by the uh, Pirate Class uh, coach on the uh, fact that he's excited about the players that the Pirates did sign this year.
5: I'm very pleased with the class we signed, and it's uh, you know we we've been working on this class obviously for you know over a year now, and. Uh, you know, we've, we've kind of said, okay, here's the line. And so and, and if, and if, if they're above the line, then, you know, we recruited them heavily offered. Uh, we had a lot of guys uh, on campus throughout the you know, last winter, last spring, over the summer, all fall. Uh, and, you know, felt, you know, really good about our class uh, of committed players. Uh, and, you know, so I really like the group that has signed with us. Uh, we're not quite finished yet. You know, we expect a couple of more uh, today. Uh, we'll also, you know, either later today or tomorrow announce a small group of transfers that have already signed, you know, their paperwork with us as well.
1: All right. And uh, areas that the coach says they still need to improve in as far as uh... – addressing
5: needs go well I still think we need to um, we need to kind of finish up uh, offensive line uh, you know probably looking for a couple of guys there uh, you may see us take uh, you know one or two skilled players on offense uh, still um, you know defensively I feel like possibly by you know the end of the week we may be about set there uh, you know I really like the core of guys and I think we have a good mix of young and old. Uh, I really like the young linebackers we signed today. Uh, you know, Julian and DJ, I think, have a chance to be really good players in this league. Uh, but, you know, it is going to be a few years, you know, probably before they're ready to be the guy. I don't know. Same thing I tell all freshmen. Listen, hey, you'll play when you're ready.
1: And uh, Coach Houston, this has got a lot of uh, traction on our social. Here's the audio portion of it where he talks about the quarterback room.
5: You know, we've debated on, you know, bringing another quarterback in for the spring. Um, but I really, the more I've looked at it, you know, I, I didn't really see the right guy for that room. Obviously, we feel, you know, very, very good about Mason Garcia. Uh, and he's he's the the next quarterback here at East Carolina University. And so I want to make sure that we do a great job continuing to develop him. He has been awesome during these bowl preps, you know, with his his performance and just everything. Um, And Raheem, you know, I recruited him to, you know, tell him you're the next one up. Uh, And so uh, the advantage of only having three there in the room with Alex uh, added in is that, you know, Raheem is going to get coached and develop this spring. And I think that's the plus of staying at three. I do think we need four going into the season. So we'll be on the lookout for uh, another guy to add to that room in time. But uh, really like the three that we're going to have in the spring.
1: I mean, it's Mason Garcia's team next year, and Ben, we have said that on here in as plain of terms as we, because that's what we were told, not by hashtag sources, but by the coaching staff.
4: Yeah, I assumed everybody knew that. Um, that's why I was kind of surprised well, I mean, that we blew up. Maybe reality just set well, in that Holton's not going to be here next year, maybe. I don't know. Well,
1: I mean, it's just, it, it's specu- it, it Well, the speculation of whether they're going to go... Uh, the thing is this there is a belief because Mason Garcia has not played and is supposedly a four-star and a great player and is a, in some circles there's a belief he's maybe more gifted physically and at the quarterback position than Holton, yeah that he that he was not a good player that he they couldn't figure out the playbook he couldn't do this he couldn't do that here are the facts on Mason Garcia he did not have the foundation out of high school that Holton Naylor's had. Mike Houston has said that publicly and privately. Uh, that's not a knock on the people that coached Mason Garcia. It's just Holton had a little more advanced schooling out of, out of high school because Holton came from a really good high school program in Conley that was well coached by Nate Conner. Nate Conner's a very smart offensive coach uh, and a very good quarterback coach. And so that is why he, Ayler's was more equipped to come in. Now there's talent there as well. Uh, but I think you're going, but, but the pirate staff went with Holton Ayler's. they stayed committed to Holton Ayler's, And I'm not, and there's something to be said about that. Would there have been more wins sooner? Maybe not because, I mean, look, it's, it's, Garcia's still going to – there's going to be some growing pains with Garcia. But if you've watched like we have been the uh, games where he got in this year and had a chance to throw, the spring game. And again, I, I realize these are not live fire situations in a lot of instances. But, I mean, he looks physically the part. He looks like a, a pro stepping on the field as far as his measurables. And he can throw the – the damn football.
4: Oh, he's the he could put it in too. windows.
1: Was he could put it in? Look, I asked Terrence Copper a long time ago. I said, Terrence, when you have when you when Drew Brees throws you a, a, a touchdown pass and you're having to lay out to get it and you've made a great catch and you've kind of bailed him out on the throw. He said, No, let me stop you there. He said, Brees was putting it where I that was the only place I could catch it. That's what Mason Garcia has the ability to do. So, all of this, Mason Garcia can't play. Mason Garcia can't figure out the playbook. It, it, it's all, it's taken some development. It maybe is a little longer than many people would have liked, Garcia included. But now he's redshirted and he's got a lot of time here should he choose to do that. Well, I think he's going to have, I think he's going to have an immediate impact and I think he's going to have a great year next year.
4: I look at it this way. I get people are excited and they want to speculate and everything. I think if we've seen Mason Garcia play more at this point, uh, that means we've had serious issues here at ECU in terms of what's going on on the field if Mason Garcia is getting legit starts and uh, getting more playing time than what he ended up getting. So I don't think he would necessarily want that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, He had I, to develop. If Mason Garcia yeah,
4: was starting at least four or five games up until this point, I think we, we were going to have – we had some issues. I'm, I'm kind of glad we are well, we are where we are with them right now.
1: And, and here's the other thing, and this has been proven out, out of this own state. Sam Howell, uh, Trubitsky, you do not have to have a four-year career to be a, a first-round NFL guy. you got to have one good season. And so, I mean, Garcia ha- can have a good year or two and and be able to – Probably with his physical gifts, have an opportunity. He's got to perform, uh, but we will see. All right, I don't want to burn too much time here. Let's um, let's get a couple of interesting comments. Current state of college football. I want to hear this from Coach Houston. Uh, comments he made yesterday.
5: I think that there have been rule changes the last two years uh, by the NCAA that has had. Maybe unintended consequences, um, but it has created you know what we're dealing with right now, which is you know vastly different than what college football was five years ago. Recruiting is vastly different than what it was five years ago. Um, I don't think there are probably not many people that like the way the current state of college football is with that stuff. Um, so I do think there needs to be maybe a take a step back and hey, what is best for the student athletes? what is best for the sport uh, and let's let's move that way instead of how can I keep from getting sued how can I avoid a lawsuit I mean I think anytime you're you're making rule changes because you're scared uh, I, just, I just don't think that's worked out very good and uh, so I think there probably needs to be some kind of you know governance you know somebody that is I don't know over uh, FBS football because FBS football is just so much different than any other, you know, uh, division. Uh, I just think there needs to be some consistency. There needs to be rules. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, right now I feel like there's not many rules and, uh, I just think there, there really needs to be some thought put into this. And I mean, it's not just me speaking out. I mean, you, you see you know, Mac Brown this week, who I respect greatly, uh, coach Narduzzi up at Pittsburgh, coach Dorn at NC state, you know, counterparts, uh, that are all throughout the eastern seaboard have been been very vocal this week about you know just things that they don't like about the direction that things are going.
1: They didn't. They didn't only have been vocal about not liking it. They've actually gone and and made you know some allegations. With well, Narduzzi more did. More on that note. Oh, yeah, Narduzzi did. And, and Mac Brown in a veiled way. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not even so much veiled, but Narduzzi gave a little more. You know, a little more information. More on that in a minute. I want to hit this last thing about the portal. Let's uh, get Coach Houston on that.
5: Well, we monitor it every day. I mean, there is, you know, obviously guys going in every day, and so we're monitoring it constantly. And, you know, the way we view it is, you know, we signed a large number of high school kids today. Uh, I just, I, I still believe in that. And that's, you know, I hope high school coaches hear me. We still believe in recruiting high schools. And so we're that, that is going to be the foundation of our program. But uh, I do think that the transfer portal has added uh, a different bucket. You know, you have high school players, you have junior college players. Well, it's just a different bucket that we can draw from to fill out our roster. Um, you know, as we've talked about a good bit, we, we do try to be very, very cautious because we want to protect uh, the culture Uh, of our locker room. And I want to make sure we're bringing in the right kinds of young men that will, you know, be enjoyable for us to coach. They'll be enjoyable for our players to be teammates with, and they will represent East Carolina university in the, in the first class manner that we expect. And so we are very cautious uh, with kind of who we bring in, but um, you know, it it is another bucket to uh, you know, fill out your roster with.
1: Uh, The real interesting thing was uh, cut Five. and Ben, save five, save six because when we get uh, past the bowl and the holidays and all that, uh, I, I think definitely five we're something we're gonna refer back on. Absolutely. and maybe even do a do a whole show about the portal. I, I know Henry wants to come on and talk about NIL. There, there's a whole lot of that when we get back at the beginning of the year that we're gonna we're gonna seize on., uh, so that is today's pirate report. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, have Jim Zoki with us talking about uh, the Panthers. They'll play Christmas Eve against Detroit and Charlotte. Jim Zoki visits us, and still to come, our airing of grievances on our uh, Festivus Eve for the rest of us. It's a
2: Festivus miracle!
1: We'll be back. Ooh.
0: To kiss my baby. I need a Christmas chair!
1: The great, great Hall of Fame, WBT Hall of Famer, Jim Zoki, with us on our uh, Festivus Eve edition. Final one of the year for me of the Patrick Johnson Show this year. Zoki, how are you?
2: Patrick, always great to visit. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. And uh, yeah, we're doing well. We're stretch run of the year. And hopefully we got some, some good football on tap this weekend.
1: Well, here's what's crazy. That Panther playoff talk was all exciting for a week, and then it went away for about three and a half hours. But now it has started back. <laughs> you gotta love the NFC South, baby.
2: Tampa Bay—they keep pulling us back in. Uh, like, uh, Godfather Three <laughs> or whatever it was. But so it's like, yeah, they just—they uh, they, refuse to win, and uh, we'll take it. It's, it's kind of disappointing in a way. I—I I don't want Tom Brady to be the beneficiary of all this. that this ends up where like everybody keeps losing and, and they get, and that'd just be the most. Tom Brady thing ever that he gets in with like a 7 and 10 record or something like that but uh, Panthers are very much alive of course if they can win this one they'll have that head to head with Tampa Bay the next week so everything's still in play
1: So Zeke so, uh a team that had really predicated its its uh resurgence on the run could not run against Pittsburgh last week why
2: Because the other team also knows <laughs> that your plan is to run the ball and they, they game plan in that way and yeah sometimes you can just be better and you can overcome whatever strategy a team throws at you. Obviously Seattle probably knew the same thing the week before they were physically unable. They just don't have the personnel to stop it. Pittsburgh was able to throw an extra big defender in the box for a lot of the day. And, uh, and they just really took the run away and said, all right, beat us with Sam Darnold. And I think that's what you can expect weekend and week out. And you've got to get, Probably more creative. I think, you know, was listening to Ben McAdoo speak yesterday, the offensive coordinator, about getting better run angles. I mean, you got to figure out other ways. You still have to run. Uh, but we've talked about it before, too. You're not always going to have a lead. Like in Seattle, you're up 17 nothing, Right. And you can go right. run the ball 45 times. There are going to be games where you're behind or they take the runaway, and you've got to be multiple. You've got to be able to pass and overcome those things. That's kind of the next step in the evolution of what the Panthers hope to be.
1: You know, Soak, I didn't think uh, Darnold was awful. Now, I mean, granted, you know, they had to do something to move the ball, but I I thought Sam Darnold played pretty well.
2: He was fine. I mean, again, I think, you know, a typical day for him is going to be throw for 175, 200, with a touchdown and no interceptions, and he does not have a turnover again for the third straight game. So that's game managing. That's what he does. But there are times where you're going to need a three-passing touchdown game to win, and, you know, a day when you can't run or the defense isn't as good because the other side of that was Pittsburgh was able to run a lot. Uh, their average wasn't great, but they were able to convert so many third downs in big situations. So yeah, a day where the defense was not as crisp as usual and the offensive line was not as good as usual, um, you've got to ha- have other ways to win. And they just weren't able to go that deep in the roster and make it happen.
1: Yeah. Well, just so, you know, one of those days, as, as they say, I suppose, uh, the great Jim Zoki with us here. Now you have a Lions team coming in. And these uh, these aren't Barry Sanders Lions. This is a, a group that's at least playing pretty good football right now after a meh kind of start. Um, what uh, what's the scouting report on uh, on Detroit?
2: They're really good. I mean, they've won six out of seven, and the one loss in that was you probably saw it Thanksgiving Day by three against Buffalo, it went mm-hmm. down to the wire mm-hmm. in that game, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you can't look at them as a seven and seven team. Uh, they, they're playing much more like a six and one team they've been over the last seven games, and they've got really every position, almost check a box, and the the key to them is their defense has gotten better, and uh, you know they add Aiden Hutchinson, the draft, a rookie out of Michigan, he's got seven sacks, Uh, they've got really all three levels, they've got really good defenders out there now, and then offensively, two great running backs, Jamal Williams got 14 rushing touchdowns, and DeAndre Swift out of Georgia in his second year playing great ball as a guy who's a pass-catching and running back for them, and they've also you know, found an offense that fits Jared Goff. You know, they're taking what they've gotten there. This is kind of a make-or-break year for Jared Goff after getting cast away by the Rams. And and he's come through, 23 touchdowns, 6 yeah. and, and he's playing well for them. So, you know, is he a franchise quarterback? No, but could you kind of roll with that and, and maybe be a good team and win with that and keep him around future years? Probably, I was talking to a couple Detroit shows I was on this weekend. I think they're leaning that way. That You know, hard to find that quarterback, Jared Goff, is, Probably their guy moving forward, at least, for the next short number of years.
1: Dan Campbell is uh, their head coach. Obviously, he's done a great job there. And he's, uh, he, he, he's, he's a good quote, as we like to say in our business. I don't know if he's a good quote. He is a quote. He's always going to say something that's just a little, uh, little nutty out there, it seems. Kind of the, he's the antithesis of Wilkes in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, no, he's a he's a quote machine. I remember, I actually remember his introductory press conference, and I thought he was something <laughs> like right out of WWE. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's uh, from everyone I talked to. There, that's that's just who he is. It's genuine. This is not some cartoon character he's invented. This is who he is. And the guy's been around the league for a long time. He's coached. He's played. Uh, so it's just being. You know, he's really like a kind of a traditional football guy. as you kind of an era of, of careful speaking and things like that. I think he's a little bit more. Uh, out there and the so he's fun and you can tell the guys like playing for him and they're buying in and uh, I think he's created his own culture there in Detroit where you mentioned, you know, back in the day, Barry Sanders or you know, when they had Calvin Johnson, Megatron, they've had some of the most elite yeah. players in history, but yeah, they go long stretches in between winning years. And I think they've only won one playoff game in their history, let alone never been to a Super Bowl. Like they've only won one playoff game. So I mean, there's yeah. not much real success that they've had there.
1: It's a Christmas Eve game, the Panthers and the uh, Lions, and uh, we'll have it on uh, our sister station, Talk 1037 WTIB, 12 noon on Saturday. One o'clock uh, will be the uh, kick as it's 7-7 seven and seven Detroit, but uh, winners of six of their last seven against the Panthers, five and nine Panthers before that uh, eight-point defeat to Pittsburgh had been playing uh, some pretty good. Pretty good football and have been playing better football since making the uh, coaching change. Brian Burns, named to the Pro Bowl. Now we can uh, debate the uh, merits of the Pro Bowl, but, I mean, that is a, a pretty big honor uh, to receive that. And uh, for Burns, it's back-to-back selections.
2: Well-deserved. Uh, I think last year he went with nine sacks for the season. He's got 10 and a half with uh, three games yeah. to go. And and you think without that bookhead, he really hasn't had one this year. I you know, saw last year actually had more sacks and he did and they just have not had that production on the other end so it's kind of even more impressive that he's done that he's become a good all-around defense event i really thought johnny hecker would be the other guy and he is a first alternate and they've got a couple first and second alternates so there's other guys that have been i think worthy i think Derek brown whether they're a pro bowl or not you know you know so many guys are going to back out. some of these other players will be voted in Derek brown will probably get a chance and maybe even jc horn something like that so there's certainly a number of guys that are that quality, but only so many are going to go. And you've got teams like Philadelphia and Kansas City and a few different conferences that rack up a lot of Pro Bowl guys.
1: I want to go back to one thing with the Steelers. Obviously, the news this week uh, was uh, Franco Harris's uh, passing. And, uh, of course, this is the uh, 50th anniversary uh, coming up this weekend of the uh, Immaculate Reception. Uh, did you ever have a chance to encounter, run across, interview, uh, meet Franco Harris? So-
2: I did. And it's been a while ago, but I'm uh, seeing a Charlotte touchdown club. A lot of Pittsburgh folks here. So they, they have a lot of Steelers come through. I've done with Rocky Blyer before and meet Joe oh, Green wow. and Lynn Swan. I mean, I, I, like all the who's who's of the great seventies. And at some point I feel like I've done uh, so many of those uh, touchdown clubs. and Franco was one of those. And, um, you know, the things you hear about him, of course, my encounter was long ago, but what a really nice guy. I mean, just a real humble, soft-spoken guy, great storyteller, and I uh, really enjoyed that. And I did not know this, but apparently he lived in Charlotte for a period of time, and I'm guessing it might have been during that time. I didn't realize he lived there. But mm. People said he lived in South Charlotte for a number of years, and I don't know why or when exactly that was. Uh, well, who doesn't live in Charlotte him, at some a point, night.
1: Zoki? It's a, It's a... It's a city on the rise, that Charlotte is.
2: Patrick, have have you lived here, Patrick? We need to get, you know, it's not a city until Patrick Johnson spent (laughs) some time here.
1: I've never lived there. I
2: mean, as a citizen.
1: Yes, never lived there. And Zoki, as much as I, it it, it ain't the Charlotte from when I was a uh, teen and first went and uh, so I don't. Every time I go, it, gets, it just gets bigger and bigger. It's it's a little too big for my uh, country self. So easy to get lost.
2: Yeah. Oh, to
1: lost. it totally, totally is. Actually, I've always found it fairly easy to get around, and and you know, always kind of like going and, and hanging out there. Great to visit. Don't know if I'd want to. I want to live there. I, I'm a hick. I hear uh, you. So I'll, I'll I'm that. a I'm a country hick. I you know, and I and I can't afford to live at the lake. So I don't know what I would do.
2: Yeah, stay, uh, the, stay in your lane. You have the ocean nearby. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, Jim Zoki with us. All right, Zoke, uh comes down to this. Uh, Panthers, kind of like we thought a week ago, this is a must win. Win this game. you got to assume Tampa's going to beat a, uh, a dysfunctional situation, perhaps more dysfunctional than Tampa's, uh, in the desert on uh, Christmas. Is it Christmas night or Christmas Eve night? Anyway, uh, this night. weekend. Yeah, yeah Christmas, Christmas night. night. So uh, you got to assume Tampa's got a shot at that one. Let's just, just say it plays out, uh, and and they're going to get a victory. Um, I mean, this is must-win territory. Saturday, is it not?
2: I like how you're assuming any NFC South team is guaranteed to win. <laughs> a win. Even with Arizona having Trace McSorley, I feel like they still have a chance to win because they're playing an NFC South team. I mean, the only team that won last week was because they played another NFC South team.
1: Right. So I, I <laughs> Somebody to had win, to lose. You're
2: probably right. Yeah, you're yeah. probably right. That would be the icing on the cake. Trace McSorley beats Tom Brady. Um, but that does seem like a layup for them on Christmas night. And um, we'll see. And then with the Panthers, again, mathematically, I guess we would still have a chance uh, because we would have that head-to-head game and so if we won our last two and they lost their last two even assuming uh the outcomes don't go the way we want this weekend i think they're still in it so it's a it's a not a must win but it certainly uh would be a, a tough one to overcome
1: no it's it a tough putt if tampa you don't bay
2: game. Really comes yeah down to tampa bay
1: game. yeah it does come down to tampa bay and it's a tougher putt uh if you don't somehow beat detroit but you're right there uh they're playing really, really well right now. Hey, Zoke, thanks for uh, this. Uh, ben B. Baby might be uh, getting up with you next week. Uh, we'll, we'll get that arranged as uh, he'll be in uh, wrapping up the year for us. But uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and we'll catch you soon.
2: Sounds good. Merry Christmas to everyone there. I'll be around and working next week. Uh, two more games to go after this one at least, and uh, we'll catch we'll up then. Do
1: you think Zoki was implying there that was that like he was kind of flexing that he's working next week and i'm not do you think that's what that was ben
4: oh he wants to let everybody know he's the horse working man in radio i think he does he's trying to assert his dominance this is your radio show you're on the marquee
1: well uh all right so uh look it's the airing of grievances our annual festivus tradition another Uh
2: festivus miracle and uh,
1: of course festivus is tomorrow don't worry about Chris. Festivus Eve. <laughs> I, I have been for a while. It's our final show for me of the year. So we're doing Festivus next.
4: A pair of It
1: is our, uh, Festivus so our Festivus Eve edition. So it's our Festivus edition because we're going to have best of tomorrow. I celebrate... Festivus. And uh we're air our grievances now. they we got the aluminum pole up. We find tinsel distracting. Uh the, the festivus episode is a favorite cookie. That's probably one of my, we were talking about that in the break. Oh yeah, I love episodes that one. Of, uh, Seinfeld. And that that's a favorite episode. Um I I'll I'll go for Ben, do we have any music we're gonna play under the any instrumental stuff? Uh, production meeting is the show goes raw. on here
3: Let, let's, let's just go raw let's go
1: okay that's fine that's fine i should have i, I, I threw ben a curve i shouldn't have done that it's all right, right let's all right. um <laughs>
4: <laughs> don't end up in a grievance that might have
1: landed that i was gonna say that might have landed me on the list all right uh i'll go first okay i have two i have two i have two grievances i so like earlier in the show when coach houston said what he said about you know, changes. At all. I think all that's really good convert stuff. And again, we're going to probably just seize on that when we come back in the new year and do a show on that, that alone. But I mean, like Mac Brown talking about the things he was talking about with May and Narduzzi coming on and, you know, saying $5 what What do coaches always bitch about with fans and us in the media? That we're always speculating on things, right? Yeah, we we're never we're never trying that. We're just speculating. We're not talking on any fact We're knowledge. trying to
4: stir the pot, basically.
1: That's what the coaches are doing.
4: That's exactly what they're doing.
1: That's I'm not saying Mike Houston was doing it, but that's what Narduzzi and Mac Brown were doing this week. And
4: Narduzzi, like, it's pretty obvious he 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 exaggerated that number that Drake May was getting offered. Well, I don't think anybody's offering I think five it's- million dollars.
1: If they're well look that's what Narduzzi makes if there's one guy who might command that kind of money it could be may they're paying a lot of money for these guys to go places and and the SEC as you know it just means more Ben yeah yeah uh so that's one that's that's a little grievance you know it's just and and of course the way that the our friends of the triangle sports media have covered this thing with poor old Mac Brown so that's my, uh, that's, 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 that's my first. Greatest. It's a Festivus miracle. I have another one here since, since apparently cookie wants to take this personal. All right. I can get, let, yeah, let's yeah, hear can it get
4: there. I will dog you cookie. Let's do that's it. Know, I'm ready. Let's do it.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to reserve the right to come back and answer cookie later at the end of his. All right. That's fair. But I've, uh, but, uh, but with peace and love, Ben, yeah, yeah. with fair. peace and uh, love, let me, let me find my peace and love soundbite. Oh ben. no. This Hang is on. we good. No, it's never good. This is, uh, hang on here. With absolute positive uh, peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. We've got to get a better Christmas uh, jukebox next year. The Christmas music that you select. It's it's like you're romancing
5: someone, Ben. I I don't
4: understand it. I'm not a big Christmas music fan, um, (laughs) as you can
1: tell.
5: I hate it. And I
1: don't want to be like, I don't want to press down on you like, play this, play
0: that.
4: No, you're fine. I I, I don't really like Christmas music, so I, I thought it, it was pretty apparent. I really like was trying to think and I'm like, I feel like I've played all five Christmas songs. So
2: mm. Another Festivus miracle. It
1: sounded to me today like you were trying to romance someone at Christmas a couple times.
4: I was thinking, I was like, what haven't I played yet? And I'm like, well, these ones are left over. I'm not even sure I've heard them before, but you know, but there's like five Christmas <laughs> you know songs. And everybody just does them.
1: I understand. Yeah, you know what I would say though. Our, our the internal Christmas jukebox. It's just a hodgepodge. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ben Ben Byram. A festivus for the rest of. He's gonna air his grievances now.
4: Uh, what I I, help f- us? I feel like every time I do hold my beer, I bring up the Panthers, and I think that's gonna carry over. David Tepper, um. I do not wish a lot of uh, <laughs> great things on that man. He's going to move the team. Uh, he has no business owning the Panthers. He doesn't understand the fans. Um, I just hate that guy. I don't wish him well. Um, I want him gone, and I kind of want that franchise gone. And then since Chris is going to come after me, I'm going to say, "Whoa, you're...
1: whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute, wait oh. a minute! You want them gone, as in you want the team gone? Yeah, just you move them. To...
4: Just move them. Yeah, go to London, what? something. Yeah, here we go again. Just move them." I mean it's it's at this point it's just so the opposing teams fans can show up and see their team locally. It's like part two of that rap that we made. I want yeah. him gone.
3: Well, I want him out of another
1: here. Festivus well, I mean I mean I, I want we need to we've only played that rap once. We need to play that rap. Hey, again
3: that's to, that's best of time. that needs to be on a best of, I think. Oh,
1: yeah, it does. Why don't you put that in a best of on you got a, it.
4: Monday? You got it. Okay.
1: All right, Ben, are you done? Are you? No, pick I got one more.
4: Here? I, I, you know, Chris is getting ready Don't to come out me. All right, now me. look,
1: let me let me lay out a rule here. Let me lay out a rule here. Do not hit below the belt. All right, I I go ahead.
4: I, I got you. Uh, Chris, you're very spastic when I ask you to do something. <laughs> uh, Chris, you're spastic, you do something. you're a spastic. You're <laughs> All right, a spastic I'm leaving. fellow. <laughs> Goodbye. No, I'm playing. No, <laughs> no, we're good.
1: A festivus for the rest of. All right, Cookie.
3: All right, I'm gonna start out with Ben since he just came at me. When it go? I don't trust a man who puts nothing in his coffee. What's wrong with straight black coffee? I don't trust any man that don't put no kind of... See, Henry's a real one. Henry's got the sweet and low and the creamer. That's what I put hey. in it. Ben just drinks straight black coffee. I don't get down with that. Hey,
4: I don't trust a man whose coffee looks like light brown mud. You put so much <laughs> sugar and cream in yours, it's like a... It's not even coffee at that point. It's chocolate milk.
3: I don't trust a man that drinks black coffee. Okay. Next up on the list, we got Patrick Johnson. Wait, wait a minute, Cookie. Okay. Cookie,
1: why don't you trust anyone who drinks? Black coffees, I mean, a lot of respectable people drink.
3: I don't, I don't get down with that. I can't get down with that.
1: Okay. All right, hang on.
3: I celebrate
1: festivals. All right, let's go. What else you got? Right, Another for, Festivus miracle. All
3: right, for Patrick Johnson, I'm going to just drop a quote by Patrick Johnson, and I'm going to let the, the listeners like get, pick up my grievance, okay? Oh, jeez. And I quote mm-hmm. Patrick mm-hmm. Johnson. You may be as busy as me, but you will never be... Bu- <laughs> <laughs> but you will never be... No, that's the truth. But you will never be busier than me.
4: Cookie, that's... Ben, am I right about that? You might be as busy as Ooh. I am. I, I, I'm not going to lie. That one did bother me, too. I was like, ugh. I, that that, that <laughs> one did also But you're not...
1: But nobody's any busier than I am. I can assure you of that. It's a Festivus miracle! Look at you
3: guys airing out grievances on me. Twitter poll, are you busier than Patrick Johnson? See, you know, I now? feel
4: bad for calling Chris spastic now. No, I am spastic. That, that I seemed, admit it. That, that seemed, I don't know, thats no, d- mean. No, I admit that. But I've t- I've told you that plenty of times. I tell myself that, yeah. And there's something endearing about it. I like it. Well, thank you. I
3: Look at it. Cookie
1: coming after me, Ben, <laughs> after all the, all the good things I say about Cookie. I didn't say, I just dropped a and quote it, I'll, by you. But, but I'll say this, at least Cookie's got the cojones to do it. Ben just, like, after the fact says, yeah, that bothered
3: me. All right, well, let's see your cojones. <laughs> you said you were going to clap bag. Let's hear it.
1: I have no problem with any of that. I think that was all fine.
3: I think it was fair. No, I want I, the clap, this clap bag. This is probably my favorite festival so far. I want a clap bag. What you got, Patrick? Come on.
1: You, you crave mm, confrontation. I really don't have anything, Cookie. No, I Ben Ben will be very honest about this. I'm a big Cookie fan. I'm a supporter. I like this little and, circle uh, we
3: got going on here.
1: I d- I don't think it's reciprocated, but that's okay. No, I did. And did. y'all, y- y'all know uh, y'all and, are my boys. And Ben B Baby Byram, uh, that's my guy. So I'm I'm a big Byram guy. I'm a I'm a P man guy. You know, some
4: people are Paul Heyman guys. You know, I'm a I'm a we're Patrick Johnson guys.
1: Yeah, okay. But I do, I will say this, I do put up with a lot of your all's uh, diva behavior, and it is quite frustrating. I'll say that. A festivus for the rest of There we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, just <laughs> drop that bomb right in. <laughs> okay. Great show today, guys. Oh, it was Pat- great. A lot the into the Fine. hour. Merry Christmas to you both. You as well. You as well. You, you deserve a good Christmas. We got five trees in the house. I know that. All right, so... Um, coming up Monday, well, tomorrow, best of, uh, then on, uh, Monday, five o'clock, best of with our Mike Resco encore. And then, um, 530 Ben is the, what is it called again? The pep
4: rally show. I just got confirmation 530 to 630. Coast will be on at six. Okay. ECU will be, uh, wrapping it up. So it should be fun. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but.
1: Hey, let it ride, baby. The Rally Show. Roll the dice. Show live on the radio here, yeah. And then uh, we'll be on the air 3 o'clock Tuesday with our Pirate Game Day countdown. And uh, let me think what else is... Uh, and then Ben will be in for the rest of the week next week uh, through the 3rd. Uh, I'm excited. I'll be back then. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Hope it's a safe one for you. Happy holidays. And ho, ho, ho. Yes, that as well.